welcome to the Everybody Podcast. Here, we'll dive into all things health and mindset to help you learn to push past your limits into a life you can be obsessed with. My name is Cassie, and I'm a personal trainer and health coach focused on guiding you toward being your healthiest, happiest self. So buckle up and let's dive in. Hello and welcome back, everybody. Thank you for being here for another episode, and I appreciate your patience last week with me taking a week off. Uh, It is the first week that I did not release a podcast episode since November of 2020, and it really wasn't for any reason other than I was just really busy, (laughs) and most of my listeners that I had talked to hadn't fully caught up on all of the episodes that I have released anyways, and so I thought I'd give you a week to catch up, um, listen to episodes you haven't listened to before, or re-listen to some of your favorites, and then keep on moving. Um, I've gotten a lot of awesome feedback about uh, two episodes ago, which is the Why Walk episode, uh, and so many people reaching out to me and thanking me for releasing that, and just telling me how much walking has made a difference in their lives. Um, I even got an Instagram message today uh, from somebody that I did not know before they started following me today, and I reached out to connect with them, and she is a listener here and told me she has lost a lot of weight and gotten really honed in on her fitness goals just through walking and thanked me for releasing that episode and just talking about what a wonderful way it is to exercise by taking a walk. So I hope you guys have gotten all caught up. And if you haven't, no worries. These episodes are out forever and ever indefinitely, I'm assuming. So um, you go listen to anything you want, anytime you want. But today I wanted to get back to my roots of being a personal trainer and talk about a topic that I like to talk about with with my clients and the way that I do my programming for my clients, um, both my private clients and my clients at the gym, people that I write programs for. Um, and it is called progressive overload. And this is also a discussion that I had a couple weeks ago with a couple of members in the women's locker room at the gym when they approached me and asked me if I truly thought that a woman at any age could build muscle. And of course, my answer was yes, absolutely. And the idea really behind building muscle is something called progressive overload. And the basic idea behind progressive overload is that you need to progressively or gradually add weight and resistance to your workouts, right? So if you start off your bicep curls with curling five pounds in each hand, and six months later, you're still curling five pounds in each hand and wondering why you're not losing weight, or maybe you're not building as much muscle as you thought you would, the idea is that we need to gradually challenge our neuromuscular system by adding weight to what we're doing. And so it's very typical for someone who is new to exercise uh, to do completely body weight exercises, right? And there are some people that do continue those bodyweight exercises forever, um, but they may be doing overload more in a way of more repetitions or, or things like that. But 
Generally, the idea behind weightlifting and progressive overload is that as you get stronger, as your body gets stronger, as your neuromuscular system figures things out, um, you have to lift heavier weights, right? You gradually need to increase those weights. And it's, it's kind of the same idea as, you know, anyone that's trying to get better at something. Think about trying to teach, you know, a child to read. And we start with learning the alphabet, right? And then after the alphabet, we do sight words and, you know, progress, progress, progress. And, you know, if in kindergarten, your child is reading a book, right? And then they're in third grade and they're still reading the books they read in kindergarten. You wouldn't expect them to be a better reader, right? They couldn't be because they're not challenging their brain. They're not challenging that system uh, to read more or read harder, right? Or read more difficult things. And it really is the same thing with weightlifting and building strength um, and building tone too. You know, there's so many people out there that'll say, oh, I want to tone up versus I want to build muscle. And yes, there can be a difference, but generally speaking, um, there's not a huge difference in the way you train as far as getting stronger or toning um, unless you're somebody who is really, you know, working into that strength training, bodybuilding type of phase, but toning up and building muscle are relatively the same thing in general, right? For for most normal people, people that aren't elite athletes or trying to do bodybuilding competitions. So this idea of progressive overload is as you get stronger, you need to challenge your body with heavier weights, more repetitions, or maybe even more complex moves, right? So instead of you know, just doing a regular bicep curl, maybe you're adding in some hammer curls and, you know, some alternating bicep curls or something where you're adding more rotation or something like that. Maybe you're in a different position like preacher curls, right? Or maybe you start using a cable machine instead of dumbbells or a barbell instead of the cable machine. And so there's all different kinds of ways to progressively challenge that neuromuscular system to build more strength and get stronger. But the important thing is, is that you are doing it if you are trying to build muscle and get stronger. Now, just as progressive overload is true, the opposite is also true. So if you start decreasing the weights that you're lifting or the amount of work that you're doing, or you're just not working as hard as you were a couple of weeks ago, you will start to lose some of the strength that you have built, right? And we see this, I mean, it's really simple to see this. You take a couple weeks off because of an injury or, you know, someone that gets hospitalized. I mean, just a day in the hospital can do havoc on your body, right? Because there's just so much extensive laying and resting. And so it is important to always have an idea of where you're going with your fitness programs, with your workouts. And that's where sometimes engaging or employing a personal trainer like myself or someone to help you with your programming um, can be really important, especially if you're someone that is new to exercise or just doesn't really have the knowledge or the want to study and learn how to really do this, right? Um, It's kind of like me, like, you know, I would rather put my 401k with a financial advisor to do it. Sure, I could learn how to do it and I could be really good at it, but I don't want to spend time doing that, right? And that's, that's kind of like anything. If somebody wants to 
build muscle and get stronger and go to the gym and just do their workouts, they hire a trainer. They hire someone to program right for them, to work with them, to help them. Um, So it takes the guesswork out of it, right? We don't want to have to learn everything. And so we employ people to help us with the things we don't either want to or have time to learn on our own. And so progressive overload can look like a few things, uh, a few different ways of doing this. One we already talked about is really just increasing the resistance, right? So I go from five pounds to seven and a half to 10 to 12 to 12 and a half, and I progressively lift heavier weights. Now, this is a great thing to think about in theory, but for some of us, we'll hit a threshold where the weight we're lifting um, either is enough, right? Like we can't lift anymore for whatever reason, or because of our age or the health of our joints or something like that, maybe we don't want to lift heavier or beyond a certain point. And there's still good news for you. (laughs) So if you've gotten to the point where you can't increase the weight anymore or don't want to for whatever reason, the next thing you can do is you can increase your repetitions, right? And so this is what I was talking about with with the body weight earlier is if, you know, there's someone who strictly does body weight exercise or mostly body weight exercises, um, which is totally fine, then what they're going to want to do is challenge their body with varying those repetitions, right? So maybe taking the repetitions from 8 to 10 to 12, maybe up to 15 um, versus just consistently doing 8, you know, forever, um, the next thing is to increase the total volume of, of your workout, right? So that would be the sets, the amount of sets that you're doing multiplied by the repetitions that you're doing. So increasing repetitions, you can also increase sets. So if I'm doing two sets of eight and then doing three sets of eight, and then maybe doing four sets of eight, right? So increasing that volume, um, or I think about it as increasing the total amount lifted as well. And so there's some apps that can track this and stuff for you too, but it's like, okay, if I have an upper body day and I combine all the lifts I did and maybe I lifted you know, 200 pounds total in my last last week's upper body session, this week maybe I'm trying to lift 205 total, right? So like if, you know, say I'm lifting eight pounds, I curl eight pounds and then I curl another eight, that's 16. I curl another eight, right? So I'm so I'm tracking how much weight I've lifted for the entire session. And so increasing that volume. Um, and you can also, you know, the way, another way to increase volume is by increasing the amount of time you spend under tension. And this could be a whole nother episode, but, you know, if I'm lifting up, down, up, down, that's a one, one count, up for one, down for one. Maybe I lift up one and down for one, two, up one, down, one, two, right? So I'm increasing that load and the time under tension by lowering or lifting slower or both, right? So another way to increase your or to to achieve your progressive overload would actually just to be increasing your training frequency, right? So if you're someone that does a split, one day you do back and biceps, next day you do chest and triceps, next day you do shoulders, the next day you do legs. And so it might take you a whole week to get through to touch each part of your body. Maybe you start combining those. So you're doing, maybe you're going to hit your chest and your triceps twice a week instead of once a week. Or or you're maybe adding in like a total body workout where you might do chest and tries, back and bys, shoulders, legs, um, and maybe core, right? And then 
adding in another day of like total body where you're going to hit a little bit of everything. So increasing um, the frequency of when you train those muscles is another way to do progressive overload. Um, Another idea is to decrease your rest between sets. And so this is different for everyone. I think I actually know way too many people that don't rest enough between sets versus rest too much. But if you are someone who maybe is lifting very heavy and taking like a full two minutes after each set to rest, maybe taking just a minute and a half or just one minute, right? So you're decreasing the amount of rest, which will increase the volume of your workout as well. And another way that I like to kind of introduce an overload and maybe a little bit of a sneakier way is actually to have a deload week. So that would be a week where you're still lifting, you're still exercising, but you're actually decreasing your volume, right? So maybe you're doing two sets instead of three or um, taking longer rest breaks, shorter um, sessions at the gym or at home or wherever and you deload for a week. And then the next week, you bump it back up again, right? So then that's that overload again hitting you. Um, deload weeks can be really, really great uh, for anyone in their in their training to just take a week where you step back and take things a little slower. It doesn't mean to stop. It doesn't mean you don't strength train or you don't continue with what you're doing, but you're just taking it easy for a week. You're letting your joints and your body get a little bit of rest, get a little bit of recovery, so the next week you can hit it really hard. And so some people will deload every three to four weeks. You can, you know, maybe push it to five or six weeks, but a deload week actually can be very beneficial um, in a training situation if you are someone who is training multiple days for per week regularly, right? If you're someone that's maybe only strength training two days per week and not doing much else, I don't think a deload week is necessarily something that you would need. But if you're someone that's training four, five, six days a week, deloading every four, five, or six weeks would be a really good idea for you to allow your body some rest and recovery, and then you can really push hard the following week to overload. Now, my last idea or little tip for overload is adding in cardio type exercises, right? So it doesn't have to necessarily be running or biking or something like that, but adding in some of that like HIIT style workout, like high intensity interval training workout um, can be really great or adding in some HIIT to your lifting, right? So if it's, you know, uh, chest and triceps day, adding in some burpees, adding in some plyometric push-ups, adding in a walking plank, adding in um, just some running high knees in place, you know, things like that. So adding in some hit stuff, some high intensity intervals, either as it's as a separate day or as a 10 minute finisher for your workouts or in between sets. That's another way, really nice way to overload your workouts and give yourself that little bit of a boost um, to continue progressing. And so I know I threw a lot of information at you today in a really short amount of time, but just progressive overload. Um, You can go Google it, learn some stuff about it, reach out to me, ask me about it. Um, But it is something that any trainer, any, any good trainer should be 
adding in to your workouts, right? Or adding into your programming. Um, and if you aren't using a trainer, then it is something that I highly recommend that you go study and do a little bit of reading and research on so that you make sure you're getting the most out of the time that you're spending exercising, whether it be in the gym or at home or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and this idea too, I introduced it in that walking episode that I referenced in earlier where I said, you know, as you get better at walking, you have to walk faster. You have to incorporate hills. You have to, you know, do those things to make it harder. That is progressive overload, right? So it is really just the idea of not sitting back and getting too comfortable in your workouts, right? And making sure that whatever you are doing, that you are pushing yourself a little bit more each week. It shouldn't be you know, anything crazy, like you don't have to go from lifting 10 pounds to lifting 45 the next week. Obviously, you don't want to do that, but a progressive overload in any form of training that you're doing, whether you're a runner, a walker, a weightlifter, um, you know, anything like that is you have to continuously challenge that neuromuscular system because our brains are really smart. <laughs> they're really good at figuring stuff out and they're really good at wanting to be lazy. And so you have to make sure that you are keeping yourself on your toes and staying accountable to yourself, especially if you write your own programming, um, to make sure that you are consistently introducing challenges to your training program so that you're not wasting any time, right? I know the the biggest barrier to exercise that people say is they don't have enough time. So then why would we go and spend that time doing something that's not going to benefit us in the long run, right? So knowing what your goal is, knowing where you're headed, um, knowing how you want to feel, how you want to look, you know, um, whatever it is that you are working toward and making sure that you're using this idea of progressive overload to get you toward that goal. And of course, our goals will change, right? And hopefully they do, because hopefully as you start getting closer to that thing that you weren't sure if you could do, then you're like, oh, well, I can do that. Let's see what else I can do, right? So progressively overloading those goals as well um, is a great little tip for you. But I hope this episode was helpful. Um, I hope that it maybe introduced some new concepts to you. If you have any questions or anything, just reach out to me on Instagram. Um, I am happy to chat with you there. Um, that's kind of my preferred way to chat with um, my listeners and clients or potential clients or anyone that has questions about how I do programming or just general questions about your own programming or anything like that, um, I'm always happy to connect over Instagram. So uh, go ahead and find me on there. It's at Cassie, C-A-S-S-I-E under slash Helzel. That's my last name, H-O-E-L-Z-L. It's always linked in the show notes. I will link it again today. Um, but other than that, I hope you have an awesome, amazing week, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you are here. It would be amazing for you to share this episode on social media and tag me in it. Can't wait to be back next time. Talk soon.